Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Just a note that we got here in the office the other day. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you. God has worked through you all to touch and transform my life. I began listening to your podcast back in December 21, and it has truly transformed my life. I've listened to every podcast several times. I continue to go back and listen. Every time I listen to a podcast, I hear something new. My fiance bought me Tim's book, Practically Speaking, for Father's Day. It is a life-changing book. You all put the Word of God into real life, here and now meaning. Your sermons are the most amazing, life-changing sermons I've ever heard. I look up to Tim, Paul, and Josh. Keep up the good word. God bless you and all of your ministry. It's a listener from Montana that writes us. We are glad to have all of you guys from Montana. Glad to have you joining us. All of those podcasts and, and live stream listeners, we're thrilled to have you join us wherever you are. And I'm glad anybody showed up in person to hear us. We're thrilled that you're here. We'll turn to John chapter 14 and 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Mark your place there. We're going to do it a little different today. I'm going to share the word first. Then I'm going to let Lucas and the band come out after you're sleepy and bored and staring at your watch and you're all ready for the service to be over. I'll let them have that section of the service today. Then, if the service goes too long, it will be said that band just kept on playing. It won't be said that preacher kept on talking. So, hey, I can beat this system. We're going to have a great day today and let them carry all of that. For This year, our church's theme has been understanding the kingdom of God. Pursuing first the kingdom of God. Moving in the kingdom of God. And for us, this is not just a Sunday morning spiritual experience. And somehow for Christians, we've got to move our relationship with the Lord, our Christian life, from a Sunday morning spiritual experience to the way we live, to the way we live every day. Our life is lived in the kingdom of God. It's called kingdom living. It's where we live. It's what we do. It's not just something that we do for an hour on a Sunday morning when the weather is too bad for us to golf. This is the way we live our life. It's living in the kingdom of God. When you buy a house, you go to a closing, and a price is paid to the owner. The papers are signed, and they give you the keys at that time to get into your new house. Well, Jesus went to the closing for us. He paid the price for us and then hands us the keys. If you think about it, most houses have two keys. They have a key for the doorknob, and then they've got another key for the deadboat lock. If we look in John chapter 14, we're going to see the title of today's sermon. The title of today's message is Two Keys to the Kingdom. John chapter 14, verse 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In chapter 14, Verse 1, we see two keys for you to live your life in the kingdom of God. 
These are two keys that will open the door and let you move your life in the kingdom of God. Key number one, don't let your heart be troubled. Key number two, trust in God and trust in Jesus. I want to talk today about these two keys so that we can move our life daily where we live in the kingdom of God. Tim, I'm just so worried. These times are so crazy. These are just crazy times. Come on, church. Times have always been crazy because mankind has always been lost. Mankind has always been sin-led. So times have always been crazy. Don't act like, oh, these are just crazy times. Have you ever read the Old Testament? 4,000, you talk about some crazy times. Read the Old Testament, 4,000 years of beyond crazy times. Just in the last generation, not only the last 2,000 years, but the last generation. World War I, that was as crazy a times as it gets. World War II, crazy times. The Great Depression. People in America didn't even have food to eat. Well, you talk about crazy times. There's, oh, well, Tim, all these wars, list of wars. Yeah, it's just the end times. There's always been wars. And there's always been list of wars in the Middle East and around the world. You're talking about some crazy times were the 1960s when I grew up. Woo! Crazy times. I remember in the fifth grade, we didn't have fire drills at school. We had bomb drills. And some of y'all shaking your head. You, we got under, when the bell went off, we all got under our school desk and we practiced. Now, how would you like to sew that into the thinking of little fifth grade kids? Now, at any moment, the Russians are going to bomb us and you need to get under your desk when they do. It's always been crazy times, riots and wars. And, 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 and then it has because mankind allowed sin into the world and sin nature of people is shocking it's it's more than shocking what sin nature of people can do to other people it, you just whoa 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 protest looting stealing burning a business down of some owner that doesn't even have anything to do with what you're mad about what's up with that Against the police? Are you serious? That's the first call that anybody, everybody always wants to make when you're in trouble. That's the first one you want there. You're against the police. Taking a knee at the national anthem, the greatest country in the world, the only place in the world you can make $20 million a year kicking the ball around. Are you kidding me? Well, what's up with that? This president, the, the very thing that we have to have in America to keep the wheels of America rolling is gas and oil. So let's just shut down the pipeline that brings it to us. Uh, really? Really? Did your mama even vote for you? I mean, for crying out loud. These are troubling times. And yes, times have always been troubling ever since Eve's conversation with the serpent. Times have been troubling. The message today is Jesus paid for us a new place to live. See, Jesus paid the price for us. Now, in this world, but we're not of this world's system, Jesus paid the price, 
and gave us the keys for you and I to live our life in another realm. It's called kingdom living. The reason Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled, is because every single day we live in a fallen world. And the events, the current events, what people do will be troubling. That's why he said, don't let your hearts be troubled because every day you live, you live in a fallen world, there will be a situation for your heart to be troubled. If you wake up feeling good, turn on the news. Something happened while you were asleep to jerk you up. What this president is doing is troubling. What your neighbor is doing is troubling. Why does he put his trash can there? What your brothers or sisters are doing is very troubling. What your children are doing, it's very troubling. These coming interest rates, it's very troubling right now. Life in the world is troubling. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus came to bring us life and to bring us life more abundant because it's not available in this world without him. We don't need Jesus. You just make plenty of money in your good shape. We don't need Jesus. You just have perfect neighbors and you'll be in good shape. You don't need Jesus. Let's just elect a perfect president and you'll be. See, it's not out there for us. We need Jesus. We need, the world has to have Jesus. And you'll have to have Jesus to move you into another realm of reality. And then in John chapter 14, verse 1, don't let it. Don't let it. Repeat after me. Don't let it. Say it like you mean it. Don't let it. Come on, say it. This week, don't let my heart be troubled. We can close in prayer now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to expound on this. All I can say is, if you're a Christian, if you read the Bible, and if you're troubled today, then you have let it. Because obviously, you're not trusting God and trusting in Jesus. See, we've got to come to the place in our walk with the Lord, oh, I'm just trusting God. That's not a spiritual little deal that we say on Sunday morning. It's the way we live our life. I am trusting in God. Now, the title today is there's two keys to get us in the kingdom. Key number one, don't let it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Key number two is trust. You got to trust God. Trust God. John 14, 27 goes on to say, I'm leaving you with a gift, a gift of peace of mind and heart. And it's peace I give is a gift. Now get this, verse 27, the world cannot give. The world can't give it because the world doesn't have it to give. Now here is the error Here is the mistake. Here's the horrible mistake. And we've talked about this a lot this year. We all make, we continue to look to the world to give us peace. And it can't. The world doesn't have peace to give. Your day does not have peace to give you. Tim, we've got to get this president gone. I totally agree, but it won't give you peace. See, we got to get this pipeline open, and we've got to get gas under $2 a gallon. I couldn't agree more. It just won't give you peace. 
See, there's something else that will be troubling you. We celebrated 50 years of ministry last week, and we talked about when we started this church, gas was 37 cents a gallon, and people were still troubled. The price of gas doesn't give you peace. My kids need to. I totally agree. Matter of fact, you shouldn't have had any kids. See, but perfect kids won't give you peace because your neighbor's kids will be. Peace is not available in the world. I need a bigger house. You sure do. That little house you're living in, that's ridiculous. You need a 10,000 square foot house on the beach with a golf course in the back. You need it. It just won't give you any peace because your neighbors will be playing the music too loud. You'll be mad about it. See, if, if you had a brand new car, and you need a brand new car. You need one bad. You need a brand new car. But the first day you have it, you go to Walmart. Some jerk's going to throw their car door into yours, a big ding in the side of it. See, new cars don't bring peace. It, you just don't bring Well, you need a new husband. You do, but I'm just telling you, the next one you get be worse than him. See, peace is nothing that the world can give you, so you have to come to a place where you just don't let your heart be troubled. Now I looked in the dictionary, and this was interesting. The word trouble, the word trouble, it means to worry, to be discomforted, to be annoyed, to be disturbed, and to be agitated. A lot of times I look words up in the dictionary and it gives me sermon topics that I preach on. I can't preach on that because you all know that really well. You know what it, you know what it is to be just that agitated. You, you, you're well aware of how it is to be annoyed. And I, I just annoyed with people. They just annoy me to know him. You're just discomforted. Stay jerked up all the time. Just stay. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Looking at John chapter 14, verse 1. When Jesus said, do not let, what that immediately tells us is, you and I have the remote in our hand. And what you're watching is totally up to you. What you're watching is totally up to you. If you are watching your kids or your grandkids or your finances or this economy, if you're watching that, you're going to be jerked up. The remote is in your hand. You watch the fact that I've got peace, I've got joy, I've been blessed, my sins have been paid for by the blood of Jesus. I've got plenty to eat, I've got a roof over my head, I've got a vehicle to drive. See what, you got the remote. Now you just gonna seethe and dwell on what is aggravating you and what's troubling you, or are you gonna switch channels and watch something else? To keep on looking for the things in this world to give you peace is a waste of time because the world doesn't have it. Only Jesus has the keys for us to move into the kingdom of God. Now, right now, you're in a situation that is troubling you. I get it. The natural tendency is to believe if I was not in this situation, then I wouldn't be troubled. See, this deal with your family or your money or your kids or your car or your refrigerator or your deep freezer, whatever it is. See, whatever your situation is that's troubling you, if I didn't have that situation, I wouldn't be troubled. And that's the deception. 
Because if you didn't have that situation, then you would be troubled about something else. And we're only troubled about this situation until another worser one comes along for us to then move our trouble over. Now I'm jerked up about this. Well, what about that? Well, I, I'm, I'm jerked up about this. Well, that's still going on. Yeah, but I'm jerked up about this. And see, you're only jerked up about that until we get a more worser one. It's just the way you live your life. And this worser one is still there, but the more worser one now takes precedence. So now I'm mad about this. See, we're troubled by a situation until another situation comes along. You come to a place in your life where you choose not to be troubled over stuff. I, I don't let that trouble me. I just don't let that get me worried, aggravated, annoyed, disturbed, jerked up. See, to live in the kingdom of God, to live blessed, to live happy, to live fulfilled, to live in peace, the first key is don't let your heart be troubled. Second key is trust God. We, as Christians, we go to church. And we say this dialogue, just trust God, just trust God, oh, everybody trust God. We say that all the time. But somehow for us in this church, we're going to move that little religious dialogue of trusting God into a way that we live our life. Where truly your finances are in God. I am trusting God with my finances. I'm trusting him. So whether the interest rate goes sky high, whether it bottoms, I'm trusting God to take care of me. See, my job, my health, I'm in God's hands. I, God, I trust you. So it's got to move from just a religious dialogue to the way we live our life. God, I trust you. See, if you've got money today, then there's trouble with your kids. If you've got great kids, then you've got a troubling call from your doctor. If you've got great health, then you've got a troubling mechanic report about your car. If you've got a great car, then your home air conditioner unit just went out. If all is great in your life, the polar ice caps are melting. Gonna kill us all. See, there, there, there's two keys in life. You're gonna have to not let your life be troubled. You're just going to have to not let your life be troubled. And we're going to have to trust God. Today, if all is well, if all is well in your life, if people don't start using roll-on deodorant, we're not going to have any air to breathe. As a matter of fact, everybody breathe in real deep. Breathe in because we don't have many more of those air. Just the last few. Because I saw somebody squirted aerosol this morning. And this, I mean, about to it. So everybody breathe in deep because we're just about to be out of air. If all is well in your life, you're going to find something to be troubled over. Maybe nobody knows about this because you're not a rancher. But I've been reading about it. Latest studies show the gas emission from a cow is anybody aware of this? Now, cows' gas emissions supersede all these other problems that we've got. And so now we got a bunch of cows, you know, doing what? And it's going to kill us all. And so what we're going to have to do, and now this is a deal. This is a real deal. All of these ranchers that own these thousands of head of cattle that are feeding all of us, 
they're all going to have to reduce their herd by 60% to bring this gas emission down. Well, I guess we'll just all start eating grass and have gas emissions ourselves. I don't, come on. Peace is not in this world. The two keys to living a blessed, peaceful life is don't let your heart be troubled and trust God. We're going to have to trust God. Turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A very familiar passage to us. And I'm doing everything I can, church, to move these very familiar passages out of the text for a Sunday morning sermon and into the way we live our life on Tuesday afternoon. This is the way we live. Now, we got to be clear today. I'm not making light of your trouble. I'm not saying trouble is not real. There's trouble all around us. Many of you are in the middle of great trouble. We're not an ostrich with our head in the sand. We got trouble. But as a Christian, I'm not going to let it trouble me. And I'm going to trust God. In the midst of the great trouble that I'm in, I'm going to trust God. Verse 1. After this, the armies of Moabites, Ammonites, some of the Minyanites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Now, that is a bad text. Not one, we got three armies just declared war on you. That you're talking about a bad call from your doctor. You, you're talking about a bad text. This, this is a bad deal right here. Not one, three armies just declared war on you. Okay, verse 12. Oh, God. Typical. We're in trouble. We're in crisis. Oh, God. Oh, God. Won't you do something about this? We're powerless against this mighty army that's about to attack us. We don't even know what to do, but we're looking to you for help. Well, are you? See, that's a religious thing to say, but are you? Because if you are, then you're walking in peace. See, if you are calling out to God, and if you are looking to him to help you, then you're walking in peace and joy. Or is that just, some, oh God, what are you going to do about this? And then we're just wringing our hands and we're all jerked up. Then you didn't call out to the Lord and you're not looking for his help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones and their wives and the children. Drop down to verse 15. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Look at this. Do not be afraid. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't get jerked up. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. I want everybody in here to underline this next line. For the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours, but this battle is God's. Now, let me put a hold right there and let me digress for a minute. There are battles that are yours. He says to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. He's not fighting that for you. He's not going to take your thought captive. And if you let your mind run wild on you, then your mind's going to run wild on you. That battle is not God's. You take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That is your battle. So there are battles that belong to us. That's my battle, and that battle belongs to me. The point today is, there are a lot of things that are troubling us 
That's not your battle. That's not your battle. Church, I'm going to have to vote for a candidate that's running for office that's not perfect. Jesus is not on the ballot. He's not perfect. All the stuff he's done is unbelievable. You can rant and rave about this guy and what he's not and what he didn't do and what he should have done. And you can do all that if you want to. But as I'm looking at the slate of candidates, he is the closest I've got to a biblical worldview. Now, you don't have one completely. He's not a perfect guy, but he's the closest of the two I got to vote for to voting or doing things in a godly way. I'm going to give money to that candidate. I'm going to support that candidate. I'm going to be involved in that candidate. But this city belongs to the Lord. This nation is one nation that's under God, and we belong to the Lord, and I'm trusting God. I am trusting God. I don't even know for sure if we'll have an election that's not fraud. I don't even know for sure if they won't steal the election. But in the meantime, I'm going to try to vote for the most God, the best candidate I have. And then I've got to trust God for this nation because that's not my battle. That's not my battle. And we're going to have to learn in life what is our battle and what is not our battle. I got to eat right. I got to take my medication on time exactly like the doctor told me, and I've got to exercise. But my days are numbered by the Lord, and I'll be here on this earth until the call that's on my life is finished, and when that time is over, then I'm going to go and live in all eternity with him. My life is in his hands, and I've got to trust him with how many days that is. It'll be a very short life. Whether you die at 10 or whether you die at 100, it's still going to be a very short life in all eternity. i got to trust him with my life. Oh, I can't believe this one died so young. I don't know. That's not yours to deal with. See, that's not your choice. Well, I've got to trust God. My days are numbered and my life is in his hands. And when I'm finished with my call, I'll live in eternity with him my life is belongs to God. Ukraine, the Middle East, I'm not real sure where Ukraine is. I hope I didn't have to drive there this afternoon. I could go on and on and on about what's troubling you today. That battle is not yours. Verse 15, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army that is against you. This battle is not yours. Now, church, what we're going to have to do, and we just will start today, is we're going to have to identify in life what is just not my battle. That's not, I love that person, praying for them, but that's not my battle. That's not my battle. You're going to have to identify in life what is your battle in verse 15, what is not your battle. This battle here is not yours. Your life is worried, aggravated, mad, jerked up because you are fighting battles that are not yours. Well, what do I do? What do I do? This president, these gas prices, this inflation, these interest rates, this next election, is it fair? Is it not fair? I'm, wh what am I going to do in this mess? Well, let's read on. Verse 21. 
After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord calls the armies of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. We're going to be praising God and we're going to watch these wackos start fighting among themselves. They're going to get all jerked up and start shooting themselves in the foot. The armies of Moab, Ammon, turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began to attack each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessings, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. And I decided I'm just going to live in the Valley of Blessings. That's where I'm going to live. In the midst of an imperfect world, in the midst of people dying that I can't explain, in the midst of things happening that I don't know why that happened in the midst of people getting elected that I didn't vote for in the midst of interest rates that I disagree with in the, in the midst of all I don't I just decided I'm gonna go ahead and live in the valley of blessings dead bodies all around me I'm just gonna live in the valley of blessings that's where I'm choosing to live my life as the scripture tells us today I want our band to come back out here I want our band to come back out and here's what we're gonna do We're going to get a hold of the things that are mine to do. And we're going to understand there's a lot of things that are not mine to do. And today, many of you have walked in here troubled with things that are not yours to deal with. It's not yours. That belongs to God. That belongs to God. And we're going to have a time in here where we get those things off of us. That's not mine. That's not mine to deal with. God, that belongs to you. That's not mine. God, that belongs to you. It's just not yours. Come on. This nation, this president, these gas prices, your adult children. Right now, here's what God's word tells us to do. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the praise team out front. Today's the first day of the week. We're going to put our praise team out front. And they're going to lead us into this next week. They're going to lead us into this next week. We're going to have our altars open. The altar, when you kneel before God, it's a time of submitting yourself. It's a time of putting your hand in God's hand. we got baskets here. Don't rob God. Don't rob God. Pay your tithe. Pay all of your tithe. Give a blessing. Give your offering. And what we're going to do is we're going to leave here today not troubled. See, this isn't just a little dilly what to preach on it's a lifestyle for us to live I'm going to live not troubled I'm going to live not troubled be not troubled I'm not going to live not troubled and I'm going to live trusting God God I trust you today what's troubling you
The battle's not yours. Y'all stand with me. Do whatever it is you want to do. Stand. Here in a minute, you want to sit, sit. You need to walk around, walk around, whatever you need to do. Come to the altar, kneel. Make yourself physically where you can deal with it. Sit down if you need to. But let's move in the valley of blessings. Let's move in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to get some of these battles that I've been fighting off of my battle list. That's not mine. God, I'm trusting you. Everybody in here, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you, Lord. Come on, everybody in here saying it. God, I'm trusting you today. I'm trusting you. That's not my battle. That's not my lane. That's not my deep. Lord, I am trusting you. And I am going to live without being troubled. I'm changing channels. I'm changing channels right now. I'm not living troubled. I'm not living troubled. Come on, let's worship God in this place. We're going to take a few minutes. I'll come back out and dismiss us. You're not free to go. Ushers, lock the doors. We're doing business in here. We're getting ready. Come on, we're getting ready for this next week. We're getting ready for this next week. We're getting ready for this next week. Our singers are out in front of us. They're leading the way, and we're going to worship God because our trust is in Him. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.